Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Hey, folks. Hello, everybody. People in the back. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the inner loop. Without further ado. Without further ado. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to get started. We should get started. We're yeah. Rolling. I'm right there. We're, we're, we're going to get started. <laughs> Welcome to the Inner Loop Radio and our special quarantine inspiration series. I'm Kira Wolf. These short episodes are here to provide you with inspiration in a challenging time in all of our lives. Maybe writing doesn't feel important to you right now. Maybe you're busier than ever juggling childcare and work, self-care and survival. Or maybe it's just too hard to concentrate on anything creative. We're here to help, or at least give you a break. So turn the screen off on your phone, quiet your mind, and take a deep breath, or several. Follow me on a creative journey. I, like so many right now, have been cooped up for months. As writers, we rely on the world for material to observe and absorb, to contain and repurpose. It's been difficult to find inspiration in a constrained environment. Something that's helped me lately is really narrowing in on the repetitive and mundane. I've been trying to linger with processes I'd otherwise rush past. Rubbing spice into raw chicken, deep conditioning my hair, sweeping pollen off of a windshield. I once received the advice, when writing dialogue, give your character something to do with their hands. At the time, the audience, myself included, laughed. It felt like a punchline evoked a character juggling a series of increasingly absurd objects while trying to have a conversation about life and meaning. But it stuck with me. When I write dialogue these days, I find myself thinking, what can I put in these hands? What is anchoring these characters to the world? A quarantine project in my home has been the unexpectedly laborious peeling of old wallpaper. My mother made some a la mode home decor decisions in the 90s that we're just now scrubbing the glue off of. I think that's what I'll linger with as we sit down together today. For this week's writing prompt, I want you to linger in time on some sort of physical task. Potting a plant, cutting your fingernails, polishing old jewelry. Take a mundane moment and stretch it out. Or speed it up. Find the beauty in it. You don't have to write dialogue, but find someone and fill their hands. Maybe you have an existing set of characters you want to be occupied by your task. Maybe you want to think of something you personally do often and pause, be grateful for it. Maybe flip this task on its head, find a comparison between it and something strange and unusual, find a way to explain the complex through the lens of the seemingly simple. Play around. Pause the podcast now so you can write. I'll miss you, but we'll talk again in a second. Hi, welcome back. I'll share what I wrote for the prompt. I decided to add to an existing draft of mine. Eustace is a maid-turned-unwilling therapist who has recently discovered her married patrons are unknowingly cousins. We want to repaint this room, but we have to strip the wallpaper first. It can be a bit tricky, and it's easier for the stripping chemical to work if the paper is perforated. Mr. Donovan handed Eustace a large red half-sphere like an oversized beetle. Beneath its flat base were little metal-teethed wheels for legs. 
She pressed a finger to the blades, tested their bite. The pad of her index blushed. If you could run that over the walls, it would be a big help. Eustace nodded, then began to move her arm in a jerking arc across the faded florals. The wheels of the cutter squeaked unpleasantly, and it turned at odd, unpredictable angles. As she applied more pressure, the metal caught and tugged at the paper, pulled it up in erratic trails like ants marching across the wall. Mr. Donovan followed behind, spraying a pungent chemical and massaging it into the holes. She could tell him. Oh, how easy it would be. Just a few words, really. She talked for much longer about much less. She could rip through this marriage like her knife-toothed beetle, leave holes in her wake to sneak through, dissolve from the inside. How powerful, how fresh. She wasn't used to feeling in charge. Who was the Craig of Craigslist, really? She should give him a gratitude call. Eustace looked over at Mr. Donovan, dutifully soaking the wall with one hand and running a spatula under the wet paper. He moved in slow, smooth motions, tried to get long pieces that flopped over his arm like lethargic eels. Did he deserve it? The mental anguish? Did she truly believe she could swoop in and gather the pieces, modge-podge them in some janky pattern on her own walls? As they worked, the room slowly lost its character. Florals peeled away like fruit skin to reveal the disappointing flesh, an off-white plaster like an apple just beginning to brown. The floor was coated in a layer of glue curls, murky water, and paper strips. Eustace thanked Craig that she was no longer the maid. I've become a bit of a story hopper in quarantine. I'm usually the type to dig at a project until it's done, but I've been trying to give myself more freedom. A flexibility, or perhaps an expansion, that pushes against the stagnation of life right now. Much to my laptop's dismay, I have anywhere from 5 to 10 Word documents open at once, and I flick between them sometimes sentence by sentence. I'll pop in on a character, write a few details of their environment, or a few lines of dialogue, then move on to the next. Is it as efficient as my regular process? Probably not, but there's a lightness to it that is more than welcome. I like the parts of the passage I wrote that have to do with the wallpaper. I think my personal experience is bringing a physicality to the scene that's working well, but going back to edit, I'd probably focus more on the characters, make them feel less disembodied. I've filled their hands, but right now they're only hands, one thing at a time. Like Rachel, I started the summer with a discipline that would make winter me weep. I followed in the footsteps of Terry Pratchett, forced myself to sit down and write to a certain word count every day. There's a different kind of freedom in this restriction because I took the pressure off of myself for my words to be good. Any writing was enough, and as the unpleasantness of quarantine settled, I found myself writing stranger and stranger. A mix of fiction and journal entries, T-charts of decision-making, strange Excel documents color-coding my thoughts. I'll admit my discipline was fueled by the non-literary. My most successful condition was forcing myself to finish my word count in order to get in my daily Zelda time. But it worked. For a while. These days, I'm trying to be more forgiving. I write less, but I'm happier with it. My stories are coming together in pieces and fragments, and I'm finding a new kind of rhythm. I recently finished Elena Ferrante's Neapolitan novels, and I'm extremely interested in the way that she, in particular, manipulates time. 
what scenes she chooses to focus and stretch, and which years of her character's lives slip by in just a few sentences, in a way that mirrors the feeling of right now, a sense of time moving slowly and yet slipping fast. The best we can do is put that feeling to paper. That's our show. Join us every Friday for more writing tips, inspiration, and prompts. To find out more about us, visit theinnerlooplit.org or follow us on social at theinnerlooplit. I check all of our notifications, so feel free to slide into our Instagram DMs. I'd love to talk Ferrante or read what you've worked on for the prompt. When you turn your screen back on, don't forget to hit that subscribe button next to our name and, if you feel so inspired, a five-star review. I'm Kira Wolf for The Inner Loop Radio. Right on.